Are you ready, kids? Hi, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And I'm Lenny Testa. And this is Bikini Bottom Bystanders, a SpongeBob SquarePants rewatch podcast. We've got the inside scoop on everybody's favorite talking sea sponge. Including what was going on behind the scenes. This is Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Today on Bikini Bottom Bystanders, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 36A, Graveyard Shift, which had an original air date in the United States of September 6, 2002. The episode was written by Mr. Lawrence, Jay Lender, and Dan Pavenmeyer, who you might know as the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb. Wow. This was the first episode he ever worked on. For Spongebob, that is. Oh, okay. Let's get right into the plot. The Krusty Krab is open for 24 hours a day to make more money, and Squidward scares Spongebob with the story of the hash-slinging slasher. I don't know if you feel this way, but I think because I'm older now, the episode moved at a much quicker pace than I remember it. Yeah, I I felt like that too. Because it just starts like it's like going into this, I was like, okay, I know Spongebob does the at night bit and then uh, Squidward tells him the story and then the hash slinging slasher shows up or who they think is this slasher shows up. And I guess just when I was younger, 11 minutes felt a lot longer than it does now. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, definitely. So what did you think of the plot of the episode? I thought the plot was very... Very simple, but very well executed. Um, It highlights the relationship and friendship, well, kind of just the relationship that Squidward and SpongeBob have. Yeah, the dynamic. Yeah, the the, the two. That that is like what's at the forefront of this episode is the dynamic, I feel like, more than anything. Absolutely. Squidward is the annoyed adult who, you know, does not like his life. And SpongeBob is the optimistic, loves his job. And when Mr. Krabs is like, we're going to be open 24 hours, you know, two very distinct, different reactions. Squidward is like, that sounds horrible. And then SpongeBob is like, this is awesome. This is why SpongeBob is so quotable. Like every episode, it just seems like there's something that like can just be reused for daily life. Like the at night bit, you can totally do that like when it's night and you're just doing something. I can guarantee you I've probably said taking out the trash at night every single time I've taken out the trash at night. Yeah. Or if I don't, the thought always pops into my head. And then at the end, like they just have like these memorable moments where it cuts out from the regular animation and makes some obscure reference. In this one, they reference Nosferatu, which was, I believe, the original Dracula. Yeah, as a kid, I was just like, who's this weird figure off in the distance of SpongeBob flipping the light switch on and off? And then it wasn't until my sophomore year of college taking a film history course for the first time where we were talking about the original horror movies from like 1920 like around there and there the the tale of nosferatu and immediately i went oh my god that's who was flickering the lights spongebob isn't just for one tart i mean obviously yeah absolutely like it's just riddled with all these adult references and it just makes it easy 
viewing for the entire family rather just the kids and i feel like that is the problem with kids television nowadays the family can't sit down and watch it because it's just mindless and there's not much depth what kid knows who knows Feratu is at the time that this episode comes out like nobody right nobody that i feel like that we said this last time but that's what i feel like makes spongebob so popular yeah, is that you can you can look it up you can ask your parents who knows Feratu is you could ask your friends like you know it, it just gets you talking about weird stuff and interesting subjects yeah absolutely other iconic moments from this episode include the customer giving squidward his order even after squidward says they're closed <laughs> yeah there's that that's how the episode starts so it just starts off on a very high note from there it moves on to when squidward asks a different customer to hit him over the head with a baseball bat here please hit me as hard as you can squidward i'm working in the kitchen at night don't hold back i feel like that's one of like whenever you watch a squidward funniest moments on youtube that one is always in there absolutely and the granddaddy of them all what a stupid idea who wants a crabby patty at three in the morning oh boy 3 a.m <laughs> like it's just brilliant writing it didn't hit me until like i was watching and i was like wait a minute like this is the episode where patrick says oh boy 3 a.m <laughs> that is one of maybe not like the most iconic but it's one of the most iconic jokes of the whole series it's, it's highly highly referenceable so overall like what are your final thoughts on this episode like i said earlier uh simple but well executed um many many iconic uh spongebob references riddled throughout and overall just a classic episode and what you can expect from spongebob season one through three yeah, especially when the show's at its best. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you say, and I feel like what really drives home this episode is seeing the the dynamics in SpongeBob and Squidward's relationship. Because mm-hmm. that's essentially what this entire 11-minute episode is. It's just about the two of them. Mm-hmm. All right, French narrator, could you please take it away? It's time for behind-the-scenes content. Lenny, did you know on the day of this episode's release that Nickelodeon had episodes of two other popular shows premiere on the same day? No. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius and The Fairly Odd Parents had new episodes premiere following, following this episode of SpongeBob at 8.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. respectively. Oh, what, what a lineup. It was just an hour and a half back-to-back of three huge Nickelodeon shows. And this was September 6, 2002. That's just prime Nickelodeon. All right, and that's going to do it for this edition of Bikini Bottom Bystanders. We will catch you all next time. Bikini Bottom Bystanders is hosted by Lenny Testa and me, Chris O'Donnell. It is also produced and edited by me, Chris O'Donnell, here at Stupid Town Studios. For any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us here at the podcast by emailing bikinibottombystanders at gmail.com. That's all one word. The music used throughout Bikini Bottom Bystanders is Malokai Nwai, Marching in Honolulu, and Dancing the Hulu by the Hiram Olsen Group and Kaylee Wahimana. 
Additionally, we use Hawaiian Link by Richard Myhill. All SpongeBob episode clips heard throughout are owned by Nickelodeon. Finally, here is a teaser for the episode we will be discussing next time. Squidward, we don't need television. Not as long as we have our imagination. <laughs> <laughs>